This is Living It Up, a refreshing daily podcast to help you get excited about beginning your day or your entire life all over again, only this time with a loving God at the center. We hope you experience joy from listening and find yourself <laughs> laughing and living it up on the way to beginning again. For more teaching and encouragement from the Neals, visit their Facebook page at Living It Up Beginning Again or their website at livingitup.org. Now, here's Scott and Teresa. Hey, everybody. This is for Tuesday. I'm Teresa here with my husband, Scott. Please. And uh, we just want to say <laughs> hi. Okay, well, the easiest way to get on with your life is something that we uh, want to get your attention with. Doesn't that sound promising? Yeah. Well, the only way to do that is through something that's called forgiving. That's right, forgiveness. So, so don't turn us off yet. Just stick with us. Stay with <laughs> us because it's God's way. It's biblical, and it will help you overcome your anger. You won't have to manage it anymore. Not that there's anything wrong with anger management, but we want you to be free from it. And God is the one who can set you free from it so you don't have to manage it anymore. That's right. And and uh, I have two scriptures here, uh, Revelations 22, uh, 1 through 5, and Matthew 5, 23 through 24. I'd like to read Revelations 22, 1 through 5 right now. Then the angel showed me a river with the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And it flowed down the center of the main street. On each side of the river grew a tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, with a fresh crop for each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. No longer will there be a curse upon anything, for the throne of God and of the Lamb will be there, and his servants will worship him. And they will see his face, and his name will be written on their foreheads. And there will be no light there, no night there, no need for lamps or sun, for the Lord God will shine on them, and they will reign forever and ever. Wow. I mean, that's... Honey, go ahead. That's all about forgiveness. It is. Right there. It you is. Know. It's, it's tough. We know. We've both had to do a lot of forgiving of mm-hmm. ourselves and, and of others and continue to do that as long as we're on this earth. That's right. But it's the only way we can be free. Well, Matthew 5, 23 um, through 25 says, So if you're presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave your sacrifice here at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. That's actually 5, 23 through 24. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, you go, you go to pray to God and, and uh, you ask for things or you ask for his forgiveness and this and that, and you still have a grudge against somebody. Mm-hmm. Basically what that scripture is telling you is, listen, man, if you got a grudge against somebody, lay it down. Forgive them. Let it go. And then I'll forgive you. But I can't forgive you if you're going to hold grudges against somebody. You know, I think that's what the Lord is trying to tell us. You know, we all sir, you know, suffer brokenness in our life, honey. All of us. Every last one of us. And in our relationship with God and our relationship with others, you know, brokenness tends to weigh us down, you know, when we're separated. We separate ourselves from God. You know, in Him is complete until our areas of brokenness are mended. It's not complete. We, we all, our, all your areas of brokenness, your unforgiveness, really need to be reconciled in order for it to be mended. Mm-hmm. 
I'm, I'm talking, talking from experience here. I, I held some horrible grudge and, and resentment and unforgiveness in my life growing up in my, from my childhood. But man, when I gave that, that, that unforgiveness, you know, and I, and I forgave, and I, you know, and, and even today, Teresa goes, man, I, just, I don't know how you forgive so easily. You know, when I, when I, when I, when someone wrongs me or, or someone may think they're, you know, they wrong me or whatever the case may be, I can forgive them because I know when I was saved and I got saved and gave my life to Christ, he forgave me. He died for me. The least I can do is try to follow his footsteps in some form or fashion. And one of those is forgiveness. I don't want to hold a grudge against somebody. I just don't want to do it. And it interferes with your walk. It interferes yeah, it does. with my walk with God. And mm -hmm. and you, you it's 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 a blessing to get to that place to where you are so um, whatever it is, whether it's forgiveness or whatever the case may be, to where you, your relationship with God is mm -hmm. so meaningful and so important to you that whatever it is that comes along in your life that you have power over to do something about it, you want to do it because you've tasted what the relationship with God is like and what that fellowship with Him is like. And all these things that we hang on to that are not what He's about, it, it disrupts our walk with Him. He's there, and he he does not leave us. But we can feel that that lack of closeness and intimacy with him because of all this stuff. And namely, we're talking about unforgiveness here. Yeah. It's like a it's like a it kind of numbs us, and it we sort of feel like I know God is there, but you know I just don't I just don't sense him. I don't feel him, yeah. and that's what it is. And once your relationship with him is worth nothing. Nothing coming between your your fellowship, your walk, your communion, your communication with Him. You're gonna get. You're gonna do what you can to get it taken care of. But in t to me, honey, until that becomes priority, because you've tasted the Lord and you mm -hmm. see what that's like, and you realize this is coming. This is coming in between Him. Um, I think you go back and forth a lot. Yeah, I, I think so too. And 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 also, you know, not only uh, forgiving someone who may have done you wrong. But also asking someone for forgiveness that's that you've what done, we've done wrong. That's right. You know, I mean, asking God to forgive someone who, you know, like I said, may have done you wrong, um, maybe a little bit easier than asking God to forgive you because you wronged somebody. Yeah. Because that, that's where your humility comes in. It is. That's where pride has to be laid to the side, you know. Uh, husbands, if you, if you, uh, um, Maybe said something, you know, off the cuff to your wife or to your child. Did you did you ask for their forgiveness? What you know, you may say, "Well, I'm a man. You know, I'm not supposed to do that." You know, you know, yes, you are. If you're if you're a real man, you know what an effect you're going to have on your child or your wife's life when you say, "You know what? I wronged you right there, and I want I want to please ask you for my, for forgiveness." That shows a man of God there, okay, or a woman of God. If you wronged your husband or wronged somebody or your workplace or whatever the case may be, just walk up to him and go, you know what, man? Or lady, I, I, I really, I, I ask for forgiveness. I, I, I was wrong. Right. Oh, you're okay. No, it wasn't okay. And you know, when we don't forgive what we do, here's another way of looking at it. We want to give you lots of different ways to look at it. We'll get to the main one at the end, but 
when you don't forgive, you remain in a victim state. Well, look what they did to me. Look, look what happened to me. And then yeah. you, you just become a victim to it. It's like, you know, it's just not God's way. We're not victims. We are victors. Right. And he didn't, we're not his children to be, you know, other people's victims. And so when you grasp that and we realize who we are in Christ. Right. I don't want to be, I don't want to be a victim to anybody or anything anymore. That's right. You know, that, that gives me that. Reminds me of who I am. I'm not a victim. I'm not a victim of what someone did or didn't do or said or didn't say to me. Yeah. And once we realize the condition that everybody's in, everybody's struggling, half the time people that have hurt us weren't intending to. Yeah. That's true. But the main thing is, honey, why do we need to forgive? Well, once you say it. So we'll be forgiven. That's right. Yeah. I hope we hope that matters to you most. We want to come at, at, at this a different different way all the time we teach because what works for one doesn't work for someone else. Y'all are That's like right. our children. This doesn't work for that one, but when we said it this way, well, that did it. And we're the same way. Lights come on to us in different ways. So that's why we come, come about it in a different way. But the bottom line is that's the main one. Yeah. The Lord, and if you're not there, yeah. pray about it. Let that Ask the Lord to make that to cause that to you to be the number one reason to do it. So you'll be forgiven. You know, what's part of the Lord's prayer? Forgive those who uh, trespass against, against us. Against us. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, forgive us as we forgive those. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, in other words, God. Forgive us our trespasses as, as we, we forgive, forgive those, those who trespass against, against us. us. In other words, <laughs> God's going to forgive you the way you forgive. You know, now he can do anything, but he wants, he wants, he wants a choice here. Are you going to forgive others? Well, if you are, then he's going to say, well, son or daughter, I forgive you. Right. Now, what did Jesus say on the cross? When his scarred hands were nailed up on the cross, he looked down at the Jewish leader. He said, father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And that's the takeaway we always want to leave with, leave you with when we talk about forgiveness. That is what he said on the cross after all that was done to him because he knew the condition that the people that were hurting him were in spiritually, mentally, physically, and all. And when you can understand that about each other, it's easier to forgive. Yeah, so we encourage you today, really focus on that. If someone does hurt you, or maybe if you hurt somebody else and unintentionally, ask yourself, why did I do that or why did they do that to me? Hmm. Yeah. Maybe, just maybe, you need to go to God and say, please forgive me. And guess what? Like we said in the very beginning, you can get on with your life. That's right. Take it back. God doesn't want you walking in a circle. Mm-hmm. He wants you going forward. Mm-hmm. So listen, the first step, honey, for forgiveness is to give your life to her. Yeah. And you receive power to do That's that. That's exactly right. What is a sinner's prayer? The main thing I'd ask is for God, please forgive my sins from a sincere heart. Mm-hmm. So when you pray that for the rest of your life, after you give your life to Christ, you ask him that. God, from a sincere heart, I ask you to forgive me. Mm-hmm. I ask you to forgive them. So if you've never given your life to Jesus and you'd like to do that today, we encourage you to do so. And uh, if you have, and, and uh, you're thinking, man, you know what? I never gave my really my sincere heart to him. Then today's the day, Tuesday. So if you would please pray this prayer with us, and please know that you're saved. 
Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Lord, I know you died on the cross, that you rose on the third day. And you say, because of that cross, my sins can be forgiven if I ask you from a sincere heart. Lord, please forgive me of my sins. Lord, I don't want unforgiveness in my life anymore because of what you just did for me. I give you my heart, my soul, and my mind today. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you all so much. And until we talk to you tomorrow, keep living it up. Well, beginning again.